up, everybody? Welcome to the Mystery Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Alonzo. We're officially one week closer to the fantasy playoffs, and teams must continue to deal with injuries and bye weeks in their quest to win it all. Uh, Leading into week 10, I have some good waiver wire ads for this week in all fantasy formats. Some big-name players will need to be replaced this week with Atlanta, Dallas, Kansas City, and the Jets having their bye weeks. It won't be easy to replace the productivity of guys like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tariq Hill, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and even Todd Gurley, but I do have some options for you. Let's start off with the quarterback position. Uh, The first name here is one that I've been talking about since last week, actually for a couple of weeks now. Um, since he was named the starter, and that's Tua. Um, he's still only owned in about third of the leagues right now in fantasy. In his second start, Tua was, again, efficient but not explosive. Um, he did complete 20 of 28 passes for 248 yards and two touchdowns. He even chipped in uh, 35 rushing yards as well. He's yet to throw an interception, which is another good thing. That's another bonus there with him. You're not going to lose any points, hopefully. Um, while he doesn't have the weapons around him to become a starter in single QB leagues, he could be a solid bi-week replacement for Pat Mahomes, and he's definitely start-worthy in super flex leagues. He'll face the Chargers defense that came into the week, allowing the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Now, next quarterbacks, uh, they're not guys that you haven't already heard. Um, but they're still available, and these are still guys that are serviceable, you know, that you can use, that you can plug in, that can give you production, they can give you points. Um, I want to start off with Nick Foles. You know, again, he he's rostered in maybe 10% of the leagues, but slowly but surely, Foles is getting better for, for fantasy purpose. In three games straight, um, he's established season highs in yardage, this time finishing with 335 yards along with two touchdowns. A matchup with Minnesota could continue that streak as they remain one of the best defenses to stream against despite uh, picking off Matthew Stafford twice. If David Montgomery, who suffered a concussion, can't go in this game, Foles may have to throw even more than the team would like. Another quarterback, not a new name here, some guy that's still available in more than half the leagues, Teddy Bridgewater. Sometimes you have to throw out the stats. Bridgewater. Uh, was facing a top 10 pass defense in Kansas City, yet threw for 310 yards and two touchdowns with a rushing score as well. He had a big game. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense had been great all year, but got absolutely embarrassed by the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night. Bridgewater has a ton of weapons at his disposal and is making the most of them. He could match his 367-yard output from the first time these teams met in Week 2. Hopefully, with a touchdown or two this time. Last name here at quarterback, if you're real thin, most of the guys that are that I'd mentioned or if they're all already gone, um, you might want to consider Alex Smith. Cal Allen got another gruesome injury. Uh, we saw another gruesome leg injury, ankle injury. Uh, he's done for the year. Smith, Smith will get the start after playing in his, in his place this past weekend versus the New York Giants. Now, the positive here is, 325 yards, that was a personal best for him in 12 appearances in Washington. Um, Will be rightfully overshadowed 
by, you know, what was very uncharacteristic for him. He had a sloppy three interceptions in this game. That's usually not Alex Smith. He, he's not a guy that's going to be very explosive or put up huge numbers, but he doesn't turn the ball over uh, throughout his career. Smith did complete 75% of his passes, which is more like him. And this week he faces a Detroit defense that has only five interceptions on the year. Um, quarterbacks have out averaged, you know, 24 points per game, uh, fantasy points per game against the Lions. Uh, but stability should be the takeaway uh, for gamers looking to get by this week at the position. All eight opponents have gone for at least 20 points per uh, PPR points versus the Detroit defense this year. So that's a few names for quarterbacks. Let's jump to running backs. I got a few on here as well. Uh, the first one I'm going to start with, again, you know, injuries are, are always the one thing that we have in common every week, right? Um, David Johnson, he got hurt early. He left the game with a concussion. Duke Johnson came in. So he's an option this week, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Duke will get to be the lead back. Uh, David Johnson with that concussion in Jacksonville, he's got to go through the, the protocol now. He may not suit up this week, so make sure you monitor that. If, if that's the case, we'll get a big dose of Duke Johnson facing a vulnerable Browns defense. Next name here might be the hottest name on the list. That's Kellen Balaj. Um, he's definitely available in every league. He's recently just got promoted onto the starting roster for them. Um, it, he's actually fantasy relevant right now in 2020. He averaged under two yards per carry for the Dolphins last year and rushed three times for the Jets before being released. And, and you know, that's how he landed in L.A., he now seems to be taking advantage of his opportunity as Justin Jackson suffered a knee injury in week six. And Joshua Kelly just hasn't been effective. Uh, Balaj finished with 15 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. He showed some bursts that wasn't previously evident, you know, on the NFL field and got more usage than Kelly even late in the game. Next guy here is definitely not a new name, someone I mentioned over and over, still available in about 24, 25. I'm sorry, he's only rostered in about maybe a quarter of the leagues. That's J.D. McKissick. While Antonio you know, Gibson is still the main runner on this team, McKissick always lurks to take pass catching work away. He did so in abundance in week nine as the Giants jumped on top to a 20 to three uh, halftime lead. The bigger story might be Kyle Allen leaving for what could be a serious injury here. I think he is out for the year. They haven't officially announced it yet. It looked like he dislocated his ankle. Alex Smith took over. Now, here's the thing. The veteran quarterback proved to be a checkdown master, throwing McKissick's way 13 times, resulting in eight catches, 58 yards, and basically not even a full game. It was about three quarters. So McKissick hasn't scored a touchdown this season. It may not find his way into the end zone anytime soon, but he potentially brings a high PPR floor if Smith remains the starter. Next running back here, another guy that's maybe rostered in a quarter of the league, Wayne Gallman. He continues to get no respect, yet Gallman was a top 10 fantasy running back in standard leagues this week. He scored in three straight games and will continue to be the lead back as long as Devontae Freeman is out. Um, that's what makes it a tough to rely on Gallman, but he should be the guy again for one more game before the team is on a bye in week 11. Last running back I want to cover is Matt Breida. Uh, 
you know, the, the same reoccurring theme here. Guy that's maybe rostered in a quarter of the leagues. Um, it feels as if Brita could be a star in the NFL if his body didn't keep betraying him. Um, this guy, every time he's healthy, you know, in San Francisco, when he got opportunities, he was explosive. He was good. They bring him here. You know, they bring him to Miami to see how he can do. Again, he gets an opportunity just when Miles Gaskins lands on IR, opening the door for Brita to start. He suffers a hamstring injury and is ruled out. It's unclear whether he'll be available in Week 10, but he could still be worth stashing in deeper leagues down the stretch. We know what he brings to the table. He's a career 4.9 yards per carry, you know, average, rushing average. And he's a really good pass catcher as well. And the one thing we know for sure that it's not as if Jordan Howard is going to keep him off the field. So if you could stash a guy like Brita, do it. Um, Gaskin is on IR. He should be out two more games, but we don't know. You know, things can happen. That can turn into four or five weeks, or he can re-aggravate that injury. So if you, especially if you have Gaskin, if you got a roster spot, pick up Brita. This week we have some familiar names for wide receivers who are still available for some reason. I'm going to start with Alan Lazard. He's available, you know, in about 60% of the leagues. This is the last chance you're going to have to grab Lazard if he's available in your league. He's likely to be activated for week 10 after missing the last six weeks. Aside from being a strong pickup, he's a borderline must start as the Packers face the Jaguars. Another familiar name here, uh, again, you know, I, I can understand why Curtis Samuel is still available in about 70% of leagues. And it has a lot to do with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. But just for example, in the last three weeks, Samuel has nine more targets than DJ Moore. Not to mention, he's he's usually the guy that we talk about in the others to consider section or category, you know, as a deeper ad or a streaming option. But he warrants mention here because he's becoming more involved in the offense. He posted his best numbers of the year with a team high 105 receiving yards in their loss to Kansas City. He had three more rushing attempts. Uh, you know, he didn't score a rushing touchdown, but he did have three more rushing attempts that looks good for 13 yards. And that was even more than what Mike Davis did. Uh, Samuel, you know, he's he won't necessarily be this productive each time out, but he's looking like a ma- like a must add uh, given his usage. A couple of other wide receivers to mention here before we move to tight end. Alshon Jeffrey, um, he's been close to coming back now for weeks. He's available in almost every league. Um, word on the street is that Jeffrey will be back for week 10 with Travis Fulgham emerging as the one, you know, one of the biggest breakout performers in the league and Jalen Rager now being back in action. It's hard to see Jeffrey getting much attention in his first games back from serious injury, but he might be worth um, holding on to or picking up if you can, just because of his experience. Darnell Mooney is my last wide receiver I want to go over. Another guy that, you know, should definitely be available in your league. The rookie didn't have his best game with five receptions for 43 yards, but he saw a team high 11 targets in week nine. He enters wide, uh, wide receiver three territory due to the great matchup with the Minnesota secondary in week 10. Now, speaking of Minnesota, we're going to jump to tight ends. Uh, For tight ends this week, it's more the usual. And what I mean is slim pickings. Uh, Top of the list has to be Irv Smith Jr. 
Uh, he's definitely available in you know majority of the leagues, if not all of them. Managers of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson this week were undoubtedly aggravated to see the tight end get two touchdown grabs in week nine. They account for Smith's first two scores of the season, but he had been gaining steam in the offense recently and isn't a red zone threat alone. Uh, Smith won't see enough volume to be a reliable weekly start, but is usable against Chicago this uh, next week. One guy here who I like uh, when it comes to tight ends and should be available is Austin Hooper. Uh, Hooper has dropped in many leagues due to three straight, uh, straight weeks out of action with appendicitis and a bye. So I know for a fact he, he, this is a guy that should be out there. Um, he has resumed practicing and will return in week 10 to face the Texans. He'll be one of the top targets in the offense going forward with OBJ out for the year and should function as a low-end tight end one in fantasy. My next tight end is a guy that I've mentioned before, serviceable guy, available in more than half the leagues, Logan Thomas. Washington lost Kyle Allen, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to a dislocated ankle in the game. They fell behind early, so their passing game consisted of deep shots to wide receivers throughout the second half. But here's the thing. Like I mentioned earlier, with Alex Smith, if he's the starter in Week 10 and beyond, which he should be, that isn't necessarily bad for Thomas's value. He's been known to connect with tight ends in the past, namely Vernon Davis in San Francisco. Thomas is a solid streamer for most weeks. Last tight end, Jordan Reed, 49ers. You know, again, a lot of the guys that I mentioned are available in a high percentage of leads, and that's the reason I cover these guys. Um, Reed made his return in week nine out of necessity with George Kittle out for several weeks, but you could tell he wasn't hundred uh, percent there yet. Health wise, he only played about 23% of the offensive snaps and was targeted just twice. Um, he caught one ball for three yards. Now it's easy to assume that he'll see more action going forward, but it's hard to say how much the saints are a great matchup for tight ends. So Reed becomes an extremely, uh, and an intriguing streamer for those willing to take the gamble. So I'm going to go ahead and finish off this segment with a couple of uh, streaming options this week for defense special teams. Uh, the first one I'm going to start with, I know this defense should be available in a good amount percentage of leagues as well. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly had the week off to rest up for their key divisional matchup with the Giants. Sadly, both teams are still in contention for the NFC East despite being sub-500 records or having sub-500 uh, records. Daniel Jones wasn't intercepted this past week, which marked only the second time this season. And the previous showdown between these teams in Week 7, the Eagles forced one interception, two fumbles, and three sacks. They're not tremendous numbers, but they are solid for a streaming defense, and there's little chance they give up a high point total. The last streaming option I like is the New Orleans Saints. Um, if they look the way they did on Sunday night against Tampa Bay, but that's unlikely. Tom Brady was just off from the opening kickoff. Things spiraled downward quickly. The reason I'd be interested here is the home matchup with San Francisco, who is rolling with backups across every position on offense. Nick Mullins hasn't been a turnover machine, but he did cough it up twice last week, one interception, one fumble. He holds a 5-4 to four touchdown and interception rate this season. This isn't necessarily a plus-plus matchup, but the Saints can be streamed if necessary.
So that's going to be all for this week's uh, Fantasy Waiver Wire show. I hope the guys that, you know, that I mentioned that you do get the help you need this week with some of these players mentioned. Uh, Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the weekly NFL sports betting locks. And thanks again for tuning in. Johnny Alonso.